This podcast is proudly sponsored by David Robago Family Chiropractic. We fondly refer to our chiropractor as Dr. Dave, who is an ambassador of good competition and an active member of our jiu-jitsu community for the past 10 years. For sports injuries, think Robago Chiropractic, where soft tissue injuries respond quickly with chiropractic care so you can keep on training. Dr. Robago is conveniently located near Arden Mall at 1860 Howe Avenue, number 435. Give him a call at 916-568-6333 so you can give it your all on the mat. And don't forget to tell him Jabron sent you. This podcast is also brought to you by ESAC BJJ, Sacramento's newest academy where we believe in jiu-jitsu for everybody, which means that we foster a positive and inclusive environment where all are welcome to come and develop the art. Come join the class, make new friends, and learn valuable skills you can take on or off the mat. More information at ESACBJJ.com. I'll see you there. And boom, bitches, it's Life in Jiu-Jitsu, episode number 31, with Elizabeth Catherine Mitriovic, world champion, super heavyweight, brown belt, uh, IBJJF Worlds. Welcome back. Thank you. you were Thank a, you. You were one half of the hose and kimonos. Yeah, I feel, I feel empty. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Joy's like the my, the better half. I mean, like Dom's Dom's my like better half, but the other hoe I always need my hoe. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first you two were my my second episode, and I was like, man, I can, I want to have you two back to have like that discussion because like the audio quality sucked because I fucked it up. You know, boys and girls, uh, all of you who want to start a podcast, you should definitely pursue it, but. Um, don't half-ass it. It's, 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 been, it's been a long journey. We were just talking about like how you know I finally got the audio quality dialed in, right? Yeah. Um, so th- thanks for coming in for, for the first episode, even though we really didn't get too much out of it because the audio quality kind of sucked. I always wanted to have you back just to kind of talk a little bit about your journey in martial arts. Uh, you're a bug lady. I'm fascinated by that. You're an, she's an entomologist, guys. No joke. And you know, when, we were, uh, when, you, when you're coming into my home... You know, I asked you kind of sarcastically, might you have a scientific approach to, to this oh, trail no. of ants coming out of, <laughs> coming out of my home? And you said, you know, we might be able to discuss this. I might have some approaches. Um, the other real interesting entomologist that I know, by the way, is David Gibson. He's, <laughs> David Gibson is the, um, he's the executive director of the San Diego County Water Board. And so he's in charge of water quality um, in San Diego County, in, the, in, you know, in everything but the ocean, rivers, streams, lakes creeks, marshes, everywhere, water and sand, you know, uh, sewers, right? Yeah. But he studied a field of entomology whereby you could uh, assess the health of rivers and streams by the bugs that live in it. Yes. That's so crazy to me. It's amazing. That's I was a- just about to say it makes sense that he's actually the water board because of the fact of aquatic insects. Like they are, you can tell by the diversity of the insects in the water, like how, how- the fuck can you do that? Well, because there's like, there's certain, you know, we all have our own, there's little niches, and if those insects don't survive in that, you know the water isn't clean. They need they have gills, so there's like certain insects that have gills, and they need fresh water to go through to for them to breathe. Okay. So if the water quality is going down, you're not finding those specific insects and those specific species, and you know that the water quality is going down uh, because of it. So you um, you'd posted this one thing years ago where there was like a beetle like the size of like my form like my fist guys i promise we'll get into some jujitsu we just kind of took a turn (laughs) on this but you know this insect stuff is fascinating to me actually yeah i feel like a lot of people don't embrace their like six-year-old child and uh grow up into an adult and yeah and talk bugs and talk bugs yeah yeah you've been a um so you're the the recently crowned 
uh, world's super heavyweight brown belt champion, right? Coming out of uh, out of IBJJF Worlds this past weekend. Yeah. Um, you were a scientist by training, right? Uh, you're also a gamer. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a really hardcore. I mean, you're almost perhaps as dedicated to that. Um, you know, so I think that's how you met your husband. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, love over board games. Yeah. Do you and guys both like reach for the same figurine and your fingers like touched? And- <laughs> Kind of like, uh, that's how you like met each other's glances or like no uh we played against each other and he i mean he says he didn't let me win that my dice were just hot but he's such a good player i can't imagine that he would you know let me win you know not that i would beat him yeah yeah uh no he we just like played together and he's just such a nice guy yeah well you're certainly you're certainly tapping him out all that so um <laughs> I mean, so you're holding that one over. <laughs> well, like, so since he's come here, so since the last podcast, um, Dom's here and he's now, I'm teaching. So he, he came in from Croatia. Yeah, he came in from Croatia. And uh, so he's now helping me. He's my assistant for the intro class that I teach. Because yeah. I, I wasn't teaching the intro class full time and now I am. And so he's my assistant and I'm just constantly like putting knee on belly and just choking him out. And I'm just like feel so bad you like but... that you like that dog yeah, like there's some more when we get home you know it there's some more when we get home i, I make those jokes I'm like, this is what the dishes are oh they, my they're not clean yeah yeah yeah. no so um yeah a lot to unpack that. i was just hoping to kind of have a conversation we'll start with the with the jujitsu but i was hoping to have a conversation just kind of gradually on you know peel the onion that is liz right um and get through the different layers uh because you are uh, one of the people that i first thought about when I when I started this podcast was that um, and I heard like people that are into orchids are like this too where it's like one of the main things you get out of like orchids is like you meet other orchid geeks and there's just like a fucking wonderful variety of people in it you know and so like you found a way to like balance training with like a you know a, a professional career as a scientist you know both in like the in the laboratory at UC Davis now over at CDFA working on cannabis which is super interesting as well um, and then also getting your butt to training in the evening, you know, I mean, that's exhausting work, right? In a lot of ways, I feel like that's more interesting to me than someone who just trains three times a day. Well, yeah, of course you're good. Yeah. That's all you do, right? Um, and then you've sort of pursued other hobbies and gaming and stuff and um, and are just kind of like an interesting person. So it's kind of like the, the like, that was sort of one of my sort of a genesis for the podcast was like just all, all the interesting people, right, that, I, that I've met in, in podcasting, so... Uh, but yeah, let's start with yeah. the Jets. Can you kind of take us through this weekend? Um, and you, you know, you've expressed some thoughts about like the number of matches that you've had and kind of like the, the the competition scene in jujitsu. And maybe we can just kind of talk about all that a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, and can you can you bring this your closer? mic just a little bit closer? Like, to you? Yeah, this closer. Yeah, and I can like lean back, like about right there. Yeah, don't lean back so much because you're not on camera. Oh. Um, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And then kind of bring it out like this. Up. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Cool. Boom. All right. Excellent. I, I, um, yeah, and this weekend. Uh, first, let's go back to if it wasn't for Joy, I wouldn't have gone to Worlds. Okay. So She's uh, your main training partner. Yeah, Joy Joy's my main training partner. Uh, the, re- the reason why that was the case is I just started a new job back in uh, March, and uh, with this new job, there's a probationary period for vacation. I have to work six months before I can even use any vacation. And so just all the puzzle pieces fell together. I worked um, out in the field. So that's a trip. I'll have to tell you about like the okay. can- like going out on a cannabis field. That was really weird. Really cool. Really interesting. Mm. But 
I don't want to digress. Okay. Anyways, I worked overtime and that overtime allowed me to take the one day I could off for oh, Worlds. Wow. Uh, so I worked overtime, had the hours and Joey's like, you should go. I'm like, okay, well, we could do it. And um, probably about three weeks or two and a half weeks uh, before it happened, I signed up. No shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> so um, I almost feel guilty about that because, you know, people train like year round just to go to Worlds. And here I just yeah, like jump in and win it. Jump in and go, all right, <laughs> two yeah. feet. No, no, fuck that. You no. shouldn't feel guilty. I, yeah, I, uh, but I, I mean, I'm, a lot of people say that you jump in when you when you go and compete and you you go do it it's just like you're training in in jiu-jitsu out on the mats so you go to practice that's how you should be that's how you're probably going to be performing some people perform better some people perform worse i feel like um, i perform well in practice and not super well in competition for myself you know I, yeah how do you feel about it um i feel that I've gotten better. I used to, I used to feel like I, I didn't perform that well, and then I just kind of gradually changed my mindset. Okay, I've yeah. I feel like I've sort of seen that mindset change in you. Like I, the first three years that you and I were training together, I would just see you kind of like perpetually like a little bit freaked out and like frenetic, yeah, and like you kind of like having this like. <laughs> This like internal dialogue of kind of like, frankly what Amir is going through right now. What you do know? you mean? Oh man, if Amir doesn't do well in practice, he's just like a wreck for like till he does well again. You know, I mean, he's, he's just setting himself up for. That's definitely what I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you're looking for like that validation for like the last time you know, for like that last time you did well in practice, and like that's your validation, you know. And what that does, I think, is it doesn't allow you to like seize on practice as an opportunity to explore new territory for fear of getting tapped. Yeah. Um, I would kind of see you off in the corner, like frantically, like writing in your journal afterwards. I'm like, man, if I didn't understand this, how am I ever going to build on it? And you know, how am I ever, you know, cause you have like really yeah. steep goals. Yeah. Um, I still have a lot of goals, but yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just taking smaller bites yeah. now versus before. Well, just... you seem to be handling it better. Yeah. So how'd that change for you? Like, what what was it? Um, it was, honestly, it was getting tapped out, I think, at Worlds. And uh, so the last time I competed in Gi, uh, this is another thing, is that I haven't competed in Gi until Blue Belt 2015. And I got tapped out by an armbar um, to the girl who won second. But still, I got tapped out. And I don't really get tapped out very much. I I just kind of went out there and I had this like really aggressive mindset yeah. where I was like, I'm going to like go mm, take her down. I'm going to show her who's boss. And like, she's my number one and I'm going to like take her down. And, um, I just, I was too aggressive and I had an adrenaline dump and I got into an arm bar yeah. and yeah. that was that. And all the adrenaline was gone by the time the arm bar was flexing. Yeah. And there's like not a lot left to, not a lot left to fight it with. Yeah. So like it ended up happening in that match as I, she pulled guard. I lifted her up, put her on like um, standing into the little table where you're like supporting them on your on your knees. Yeah, like on their lower back. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she let go eventually, and then I fell under her guard, and that's when she got me the armbar. Oh wow! So I mean, it took like a couple a couple minutes or so. It wasn't like a ten second armbar or anything. Yeah. But it still 
But because really you had had that adrenaline me. dump, that was just like a really long, protracted battle, and you just didn't have like that same oomph to fight it. Yeah. So like once she once uh, she got me in her guard and she started climbing the armbar, that's when I had that adrenaline dump. I was like, whoa. I know, I just went on slow speed. I was like a turtle, and I was like, I couldn't remember what to do. Yeah, no. I'd never had that before in practice or in other competitions, but because that was, I think, my first Worlds, and it was, you know, it was such a big deal to so many people to go to Worlds, and I had so many people saying, you're going to go do it, and you're going to do great and awesome, and then I'm... It, it it wasn't. I uh, totally fluked and dumped. And uh, because of that, I changed my mindset. Like, I was shortly after that promoted to purple belt. And I was really upset <laughs> because I was like, I just lost Worlds. Why am I moving up in belt rank? Like, if, this, if Worlds is such a big deal and competition is such a big deal, why am I being promoted? Well, that's what our coaches are for, right? Are to see things in us that we can't see in ourselves. Yeah, and I need Like it. a lover. Yeah, I need I need people I need to respect that more, but uh, the mindset changed because I was like, well, the next time I compete, I I'm not gonna win. Yeah, no, I feel like you've been promoted sort of like really like right along like a really good path. I mean, kind of quickly, but like it's you've risen to the occasion every time, right? Um, I have to. Yeah. I have to. Like I I don't want to let myself down and the people around me, and it really drives me. So like. People really drive me. Yeah. Making people fulfilling their like their positive mindsets to mine. Like I want to make you happy. But I know that making you happy will make me happier and try to work even harder. You're a pleaser. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. So w- after the, after you kind of had that armbar happen to you and it it led to a change in your mindset, was it like a you actively had to change your mindset or did that kind of like organically change your mindset? Um, I actively had to change it a little bit. Uh, It definitely, when I went into competition, it just kind of organically happened. Like it was something that happened because the next time I competed was in Nogi World, the purple belt. And um, that was the one that I I took home uh, gold as well. And that, in those matches, I was like, well, I'm purple. I don't think I should be purple. And uh, I'm going to just go in there and compete and I don't anticipate winning and let's just see what happens and I just pushed through and I'd say my mindset in that one was the first like that was the first step in changing like of course every time I compete I want to win but I don't now I don't anticipate winning like I just want to go out there and try to do the best and I will always have that competitiveness to me that I know that winning is always something I want like that's like my very like top goal but it's not like um i don't know i don't expect to win okay your mind is just kind of like blank about it yeah that seems healthier it it it's helped me because even if i lose i i've learned that uh i can i can learn from my losses and and my wins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah chill Sonnen says something about like when he wins, he's not even because he has such he has that like that wrestler's pressure to win, and so he said something about like when he wins, he's just relieved that he didn't lose. Like he doesn't even really celebrate it. He's just relieved that he didn't lose, you know. Um, and that's kind of like why that's kind of why I stopped competing. It's just like God, like that's not like a very 
that's not like a super like healthy you know emotion you know and that, that's sort of like what i was going through as well you know so i kind of stepped away from it i might go back to it i have an itch for an mma fight oh really yeah i mean how long that, when was your last one my last mma fight was in 2014 yeah that was right that was like right when i first met you yeah yeah i mean my my skill set's only gotten better like oh I, absolutely like, um my striking is way better um i feel like i personally have a better chance of like getting like in the mindset to prepare for an, for a fight in then, mma than in jujitsu uh, is it because um the the matches like where MMA is like one match against one person or uh, no, no it's because like in jujitsu I don't know like in jujitsu like I'm just kind of like I have for me I personally have a hard time just like getting into like the necessary mindset to like live like a Spartan you know <laughs> today's a good day to die <laughs> yeah today you know what I mean to like really just like to like really imbue that into my mind for someone to like flop down on their butt and put their heel on my hip and you know start tugging on my collar and I'm just like man I don't give a fuck about this exchange like I'm gonna like I you know I would probably like you know one this would never work in a street like in a street yeah. fight that we're not going to be doing this yeah. and, and I just don't like I'm not particularly interested in drill in drilling those like drilling those micro exchanges that are I think fundamentally like unsound uh for you know for self-defense not to, and you know and, and you know like you hear all this like well those world champs can still defend themselves in the street of course you know but i feel like that's kind of like a straw man argument because just because it's still effective for self-defense doesn't mean it's the most effective for self-defense right yeah and so like i just don't like have a lot of fucks to give about like strategies for pulling guard and like you know what am i going to do when someone delahiva like what am i going to do i'm going to get down i'm going to one i'm not going to tap and you know an mma fight and two, two you're gonna have to break something three i'm going to get on top of you and i'm going to smash Wallop you. you yeah yeah um and you and I've rolled like you, you know, like that's more just like my style, anyways. Um, but I keep having that interest, like you get in a fight, because then I can then I can really feel like okay, this is like I'm really like training for something. You know what I mean, like I'm really like not to put down jujitsu because it's you know clearly it's put me down. I I, I, I haven't done super well in jujitsu competitions, you know. Um, but I feel like my jujitsu is good. I just haven't done. I just haven't, no, you, your jujitsu you know, game is really good. Yeah, like, I just haven't done great in competition. I I feel like it's kind of like that mentality that you're. Uh, you know, like yeah. we get into that super theoretical landscape of like, okay, someone's putting worm guard on me, and I'm just like, mm. uh, like, I just don't give a fuck. You know, I just don't give a fuck. And then also, for me personally, I'm just kind of like, God, like I'm in a sweaty gym. <laughs> you know, I spent so much time in high school and college doing this. You know, like, well, um, you'll still be in a sweaty gym if you like start working towards MMA. doing another yeah, fight. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like, God, like I feel like there's, you know, I think you should do it though yeah yeah absolutely yeah I, I i always encourage people to go and like try something so set a goal for yourself you want to do it you'll work harder you have that like tangible thing that's right there yeah. and what are you getting out of competition like what like since you jumped into it you right away wanted to compete yeah and so like when i jumped into it i was kind of just like oh this is a good way to sort of like Man, I couldn't imagine what my behavior would be like if I didn't have jujitsu. Like, I would just have, so <laughs> <laughs> I would just have so much, like, you know. Would you just like randomly like go, "Hey, guy, double leg"? Yeah, yeah, and my behavior is already pretty bad. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> so like how bad would it be if I didn't have jujitsu, right? But like I just kind of wanted it for the therapy, and I'm like I'm interested in the theory, in the theoretical application of sort of like these like abstract moves in a, in a fun landscape. I'm interested in the friends that I make. I'm interested in in, in it as a tool for like community. Um, and self-defense, not necessarily for me, like competition. Although I, I do kind of feel like maybe it's time for me to, to to be about the life a little bit more. But you like you enjoy both. We're both just like all right, like right to competition. <clears throat> I got joy into it. It's my fault. Yeah. I I, I um jumped into competition in uh, May. Yeah, my first within. I started in the end of January, and then in May I was like, I'm doing this. I signed up because it was the first thing, the first tournament that was available was at the gym. However, Uriah favors gym. Yeah. I was ready for battle. At any rate, I was like, Joy, if I can jump in at five months, you can jump in at six months. And so I made her do her first competition. She took gold. And so that's the reason why, for Joy, I, I made her come with me. Yeah. But, I don't, but for you, it was like, it was all like, it kind of simulates Warhammer, which is all competition-based as well, and like you, you yeah. seem to exceed in that, in that sort of environment. I think it's just a strategy. Yeah. So I, I like validation, um, and I feel like doing competition is is validating. It's validating like your your work that you put into something, and um, and if you if you go in there and you really put yourself out there, there's two two outcomes, and one you're going to learn, or two you're going to win. Like and those don't have to be exclusive. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I I think it, it's for competition. I just I think it's just a tool. It's just a way for you to know, like, okay, yeah. without without necessarily going outside in the random darkness of the night and just you know looking unaware for somebody to come and attack me. Okay, I feel confident that I can take care of myself. Yeah. And I don't play butt scoots. Like I'm not a butt scooter, so I don't have to worry about hey, you know hey, you, you know nothing not not dissing them yeah but no, no you know I, I feel like I diss them sometimes and I don't mean to diss you guys I you, I know <laughs> I see you out there I see you out there at the open mats I don't want to put them down I don't want to put them down I feel like it's a very the the way they the way they compete and the games that they play are very different they're not self defense but if you think of them as an art. They are very well, different. Yeah, it's totally yeah. And yeah. It's that's one of the things I find beautiful about butt scooters is the fact that like it really is like an art form. Yeah. The way you do this move and I do that move, it becomes much more strategic. And I don't know, I really like that. Yeah, no, I, it's, tre- it's tremendous fun in the gym. It's tremendous fun in the gym. Like I, yeah, I, I don't really have too you know too much bad to say about it. Yeah. You um, do you ever feel like you're giving up too much for competition? What do you mean? The plane ticket, the hotel, the oh, registration. all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, all, the, all those well, fucking real world. It's <laughs> like all those real world considerations that are not that are not nothing, right? Well, like, I don't do anything else but train and do, you know, martial arts, and uh, those are pretty much all my life in um, gaming. So, once once for my gaming. Once I have an army, which I I had it initially, but like I already invested the money before it was a part of jujitsu, so I don't I haven't bought really anything for my army anymore. Like I've already painted it, I have it, so I can go play that anytime I want, and it's a small investment, and so I don't I use my disposable income for that. Like I tr- yeah, I specifically yeah. budget um, to go do it, so I pick out the ones I'm going to do and 
I do it. I, I guess what I mean is like in the, do you feel like you give up anything in the narrowness of your existence? Oh my gosh, that's such a, like, that's such an existential question. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't mean to put it down. I mean, there, there's like, there's beauty in focus, right? Or there can definitely be beauty in focus, right? But you just said it yourself. You were like, well, no, I don't feel like I'm giving anything up because this is all I do. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I mean it's I not all I do. I do a lot of other things, and yeah. I think that's where, like, I, I, I hang out. With, I do hang out with people, but a lot of my life is it's kind of around it. Right. 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 I plan. Yeah. No, and, it, and I'm not trying to like steer you to, to like a to like no. an answer, right? Like, there's, but is it, are you ever like take a look at like the like the bills you paid for jujitsu and be like, oh my god, is this worth it? Or oh, I would have loved to have gone on that camping trip or whatever, but I was gone that weekend or I couldn't miss training, and then, God, is it worth it to, Yeah, I miss know, birthday parties. That stuff. That that's, what I'm ta- stuff. that's what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, the like, cost of having a jiu-jitsu lifestyle. Right, right. Um, that, like, for me, that's part of it where it's like, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm lucky enough to be good enough at jiu-jitsu to a point where it's never really sucked for me. Yeah, I don't like, think it's ever been a negative for me. Yeah, well, I, 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 I do guess, miss people. Yeah, yeah, but like, I feel like jujitsu can suck for people. Like, and you know, we we see those we see those folks out there where it's just like, man, they just really want to be good at jujitsu, but those first three years are just paying dues, and it sucks for them because yeah. they're not, you know, like, and they're just working away at like, oh, I want to be good at this, so they're you know, and they're really paying dues. I thankfully never really had to go through that. I was always you know always pretty good and it was always kind of enjoyable but there's people who's just like fuck like this is this is not fun none of the process is fun and they just kind of doggedly stick it out you know and good for them right you you pro- I, I feel like you didn't really go through that either you're really no. talented you know i i think that for those people that are that are kind of like dragging themselves through it they need people that are positive around them yeah so like i think that's where the community comes in so if you don't have somebody in the community that's like it's okay like i understand you're going through this let's do this together and kind of like positively like uplift people or like that and then they're gonna have a shitty time yeah and yeah. it will be i think it will start really getting people down and that's how we lose people yeah. i want like the biggest community possible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so like I, I guess i just wanted to ask you like if you ever feel like like man what am i doing just being so focused but it sounds like you're like you're okay with it like, i really am people yeah. around me like my housemate oh my gosh she thinks I'm, she really thinks I'm insane. Like, because, like, I'm busy sometimes. I'll, I'll wake up at, like, I'll go to Chad's class at 6 a.m. And then after 6 a.m., I go straight to work. I work all day. And then I go pick up Dom, and then we go to class. And so I'm not home. I, you know, I, yeah. I wake up at 5, and then I'm not home till like, 9, 9 or 10. This is what I'm talking about, right? Like Yeah, it's exhausting, yeah. but. I wake up and I do it again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, do you feel like you're giving up to, like. I'm young. Yeah. Do you I, feel I'd like rather, you're, I'd you're rather like do the, this well. You'd rather do it now while you can. Yeah. I don't think I, I think I'll always have something to do. Like, I'm one of those people that I constantly fill my life with stuff. I yeah. like, yeah. the world is so enjoyable that there's so much stuff you can do. Yeah. 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 And I, I just want to try all of it. And I know I can't. So I'll just take a few of the stuff and I'll just stuff it in. Yeah, and I'm just kind of asking you the question just for the just for the joy of sort of exploring the landscape. Yeah, there's no there's no good answer. Like my and there's no right answer, right? But like I'll, I'll tell you for for example, like my sister seems to sort of she's like a hobby floozy. 
you know. Hobby Blue, so she, she's tried a little, she's like the jack of all trades. So yeah. Kind of like tried a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know, she'll do like a mm-hmm. hobby for like six months, kind of get into it, you know. Be like, okay, that was fun. Kind of hit that like, that point on the bell curve where it's like, you know, maximum return for minimal effort and kind of be like, oh. And then like it'll kind of like the, the patina of it will wear off. Yeah. And she'll be like, okay, now on to the next hobby. You know, in the time that I've met her, she's like done water polo and CrossFit and... You know, and then she met a surfer, and she was out there on a fucking surfboard. <laughs> and um, she met a German guy, and she's, like, out there learning German, you know. Um, and so she's just sort of, like, taking up all these different hobbies over time. And she's, I think, really pleased with it. She's like, well, no, I know this is kind of cool. I know a little bit about this. I know a little bit about that. I know a little bit about that. I was like, but, you know, for me, I've just been doing jiu-jitsu for eight years. I was like, yeah, but don't you ever want to, like, really, like, drill down on something? She's just, like... like- be a master of one yeah and she's like nah i'm good good." she got the backgammon at one point really yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know how to play backgammon i just think of it like it's an old person thing like playing chess in the park yeah it's kind of similar to mandala it's like a dice based like movement like token game another thing i've also never played but it has dice in I don't know why I haven't played it. Yeah, so I guess I was like just guessing because you like you you call Warhammer hobby. Yeah, and that's really what it is. Like they're all just like kind of great distractions, right? Like yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like I was interested in exploring that sort of like that spectrum of like, well, do you do you ultimately get more out of drilling down into one or kind of like doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that? I think it, being well rounded. Like I I love jujitsu, but it won't the way I see it right now, it doesn't allow me to like actually have, um, I like to be creative. I, I make dice jewelry. I do Warhammer and I paint stuff. And, um, I think that's part of the thing that martial arts, like the artistic part, like the expression, um, that I love, but there's nothing like I can't put it on a wall or something like that. So I think that having other parts where you go and you do that, is important Mm -hmm. so it's important to have like the thing you love to do but it's also important to have something that if you start if you get injured for example if you get injured you should be able to have a moment to take take time off and still be happy not be like resentful that you can't be there or that you're not there it's good to have hobbies yeah okay so let's play hypothetical with you okay you um you are injured and right after work, you got to get your butt home and just rest because yeah. you can't go to the gym. How, you, how injured? Like, cause I, like, uh, a, like an upper body limb and a lower body limb are both injured. Okay, and so I can't do anything. You cannot do anything physical. You just got to go rest. So what do you do? I would I'd probably um, either start working back on Warhammer and like painting miniatures or like playing. Um, depending on how serious the injury is or like I've been getting really into making um, like jewelry so like I I do a whole bunch of like I love I'm a nerd and I want to share with people like making nerd jewelry so like I'll make a whole bunch of dice jewelry and um, yeah so that's that's something I do in my spare time if you can make some nightmare before Christmas like like earrings yeah I'll commission them for Haley like around like halfway to Halloween we talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Remind me because yeah. I'm already having like some ideas go through my head. You really? have to tell me some colors and yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So explain Warhammer to folks who are listening. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> okay. So 
to explain Warhammer, um, the last time I explained it was like Risk and Dungeons and Dragons, and it has a little bit child. Uh, but it's a strategic war game. So it's on a four foot by six foot table, and you have an army that we agree on a point cost, and I have an army we agree on a point cost. And um, we put out our armies and we have objectives, and we try to play towards those objectives or sometimes it's just we're rolling dice and we um try to just kill each other uh, you know or it's maybe you have this big thing over there and it's huge and it's distracting and it's going to kill my, my whole army so i'm going to focus everything and not play to the mission oh there's so much it's strategic okay so you got these like little miniature figures they all <laughs> cost different amounts of points yes the, the relative amount of points describe in some way or another the relative power on the board correct um and they're probably have like a like a technology tree or like an evolution tree whereby like some are like better matchups for others um against others right are there like are they like thrown across different races or different like uh yeah 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 there is so um gosh there's so many there's so many different we call them like factions or chapters depending on what you are playing Uh um there's so many different ones that it's there used I used to say there's like only thirteen, but now they've made a whole bunch of other books and it's it's a whole entire universe of stuff, and. Uh, but like your one little like orc figurine represents one guy with like a specific amount, like a specific skill set or a specific like attributes or. No, yeah, and then there, and then there's just like you know the there's always the the nobodies right so you need like the. I don't know, bullet collectors, like the... <laughs> pawns, basically. Yeah, the, basically the pawns. So, like, there's there's some that have, like, really good skills, and those would be, like, your HQs, your your um, your leaders, and then you'd have just your basic troops. And then you'd have your... Sometimes you'd have your elites, and they would have very specific, sometimes cool, sometimes overpriced um, abilities. Like attributes or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, and you'd play against each other. So, like, um, again, it's all strategic. So, like, if you had, like, this big overpowered thing that had a whole bunch of powers, I would I could either try my best to just ignore it and play to the mission, or um, I could try to take it and down. Take that out first. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, one of the reasons I was interested in this about you is, like, you got really serious about this, too. Oh, yeah. Like really serious. You're like traveling. I mean, that's how you met. That's how you met Dom. Yeah. So before you were out in Croatia or something. I was. Yeah. So before I did jujitsu, I was doing a hop keto, which we only trained twice a week. Mm -hmm. And so I had spare time. And and so I I filled all that time in with uh, Warhammer. So I would read all the books and I'd been playing for um, now it's uh, eight years but I, by th- back then it was like um, like three or four years, and I was really into it. So I was reading all the books, and I read all the strategies. And the book is a, the rule book by itself is 150 pages, or it used to be. Wow. And then every book that every faction has uh, its own rules, and they're like 50 or 90 pages. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I've been glutton for punishment. Um, now it's a little bit more simplified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, the old way was uh, very complicated. So I just spent all my time reading and researching and making armies and playing. And so that's why I was super into it is I had all this time. Like, What did you enjoy about it? Uh, well, I, um, I, I made 
I like I like the hobby part where you're making your army. So not only do you play, but you have to put all this shit together and paint it and then play with it. So I really enjoyed making because I like... Uh, that same creating instinct that you were talking about with the jewelry. Yeah, yeah, the creative part. So like I would... There's miniatures that they're all plastic. They come pre-done. And then uh, I was like, well, I want more. So I would sculpt them. So I'd like add stuff on. So I made an underwater theme, which um, it, it would require a lot of like sculpting tails, like mermaid tails and extra boobs. Well, that's because cool. <laughs> so. Can somebody throw a titty on this orange? Yeah. Well, it needed, there's this, this miniature only has one because it's androgynous. And I was like, well, no. It needs two boobs. Like, <laughs> you need two titties. <laughs> like, why is there one? Fuck, put three on there. <laughs> I, mean, I put six. <laughs> oh, nice. Another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I spared, my spare time was filled with Warhammer. And so that's why I was so crazy about it was uh, I, I was doing it. And then I would go, like, tournaments. So... Yeah, I would again to competition. Competitions. I would uh, go to as many tournaments as I could for that. You know, walk me through a Warhammer tournament. How does this work? Oh, okay. So you uh, make sure you have your army all done. We'll get through that. So okay. you make your army. You make your list, and your list is like, you know, what pieces you're going to use for the whole tournament. And then you go there, and it's normal rounds are two and a half hours. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Is it just one game or one game? It's it's three games. Well, it's three to seven games. Okay. Uh, depending on what type of tournament it is. Okay. But um, in, in two and a half hours is how much that's time That's one game. To... Yeah. Wait, so the, the round is to contest all three games? Or no. the round is... The, so round is one game. And there's normally uh, three to seven, depending. If it's a seven three game... Three to seven rounds or three to seven games? Games, rounds, very they're well, synonymous. Like how, for, for us to get past each other in the bracket. For me to get past you in the bracket. We have one match. You have one match. You yeah. Have, that's what we, I'm saying. We go against each other. Once. Once. Winner take all. Yep. Okay. And uh, from there, you would then go on to the other people. So most of the tournaments tend to be single day tournaments where there's three rounds. So three you, rounds across two and a half hours or something like that. Yeah. And, well, two and a half hours for each round. Right, right. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. But that's like a six, that's a seven and a half hour day plus lunch and then yeah, plus, getting there and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's like a 14 hour day. Yeah, it's it's well. Is it really fourteen hours? Yeah, it's super well, it's seven long. and a half of gameplay. Because even if you even if you get done early, you're still waiting on everyone else, right? Before well, yeah, because before there used to be no way of doing pairing systems. Like they had to do them by like hand or by Excel, and uh, that's since changed. Like one of my buddies made Jesus. an app to <laughs> fix that, and uh, it's been extremely helpful for the whole community of Warhammer. Yeah, I bet. Um, but uh, yeah, it 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 took like forty minutes between every round, and then you get oh, an hour. Oh, on top of that, yeah, just to make just the, to make the pairings. <laughs> so it, it's normal. It's an all day affair. Oh <laughs> like my you goodness. get there, at, you get there at like nine, and you're yeah, this is a twelve hour day. Yeah, wait. So when I played when I played Magic the Gathering, there was just like games you would lose because you just got a bad draw. Mm-hmm. Is there an equivalent in Warhammer? I think there is. So of course, if you're like. If you, you have all your army out, though, right? Yeah. Guys, guys, excuse us. I'm just interested in this gaming stuff. <laughs> like, like, like um, gaming super interesting to me. I appreciate it. I haven't talked about it in a while. 
Uh, so yeah, so you're not like you, looking to draw, like no, you no. don't. You but the thing is, is your rounds, your pairs. So the I might play a close combat army, which means if you're a long range shooting army, yeah, you're gonna be able to shoot me down me. Yeah. before I can come to you. And unless I play strategically, so this is like Klingons versus like Klingons versus like humanoids or something like that. Like the Klingons are trying Klingons versus Vulcans, and like the Klingons are trying to get to hand to hand combat, like in the fucking caves of Kandahar or whatever. You know what's funny is it's actually the complete opposite. Oh, really? Like the more Klingon uh, type creatures, which are, are I would say it would be Tau. Um, uh huh. They they are. Um, they're the long range. They're guys. the long range guys. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we're digressing. And any, yeah, so yeah. Um, if you just have a bad matchup. If you have a bad matchup, you can. that's one way you can just lose. So it's if you win a tournament, sometimes it's, of course, if you're a good player, like if you, if you have the understanding of an army and you can strategically like, okay, this is a really bad matchup. Gibran has like really long range. How am I going to get my guys in there? You have to think like, okay, creatively, like, I'm going to go skirt around this. I'm going to bait him with one of these pieces so that he can shoot here. If he shoots here, then I'm going to infiltrate these guys around. And so that's where, like, the strategy and the war games come in. It's like mm -hmm. you might have this long-range shooting army, but if I can play strategically and get my army closer and maybe give you little by little things for you to kill that I know you're going to focus to kill, then I'll go around and get you from behind or figure out a way to come in now, then, this is interesting though because there's no fog of war like there's no like the whole the whole the, the whole um board is revealed yeah so they can see what you're doing oh yeah but you still have to do it in such a way that they can't stop it yeah and the other thing is sometimes uh it's an, it is a uh, probability game it has dice so it's a d6 system yeah. and sometimes you're gonna be but, long range shooting me and you're just gonna have bad dice, yeah. yeah. And so that's the other thing is is that uh, when you don't have lady luck with you, you are shit out of luck. Is there any sort of like a, a sideboard? No, that's the one thing that is interesting about Warhammer is that you only have one army, and so when you have this, you really have to tailor your list to think about like, okay, if I'm gonna play this army, how am I going to use it against other people all scenarios, in yeah. all scenarios? Wow. And uh, the only the only benefit of that is uh, most tournaments nowadays, and some some back then would have uh, specific um, specific missions. So you would know, okay, these are the missions we're gonna play. So I need to make an army that will win this mission, and it needs to be well-rounded so that if I go against my worst matchups, which are X, Y, and Z, I'll be able to win. And if I do face these matchups, how will I change my strategies to combat their armies and their strong points? And kind of like tailor it to the mission and tailor it to what you're likely to see. But yeah, and I guess how much longer would the days be if you had like an 8,000 point sideboard that you can oh kind of mix Oh my gosh. Um, well, if, I would say, so another system that, that does have sideboards, it's called um, War Machine War Machine Hordes. Okay. And uh, it's very similar to Warhammer in the respects that, you know, they're both war games, they're both strategic. Uh, but how they do it is you have, you're allowed to have two lists. So you can have this list of a thousand points and this list of a thousand points. And before you, you can check out your opponent's lists and mm -hmm. then you guys can choose you know, you, you get to choose um, one of which one you want to choose to use oh, against cool, them. cool, cool. So they do have a sideboard almost. Yeah, the way they do it in Magic. So I'm I'm a child of Magic the Gathering is really what yeah. I got into. 
So, guys, forgive us for, like, I'm really interested in this, interested <laughs> in this gaming stuff. And for folks who are trying to follow along, uh, a sideboard is just sort of this, like, like this supplemental catalog of, of either, you know, like, figures in, in Warhammer or, or, uh, or cards in Magic the Gathering that you would substitute with your deck for, you know, to deal with a particularly bad matchup, right? Is that a good way of describing it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, do that, they allow that in Magic the Gathering tournaments. But um, I think Magic is maybe... Gosh, it sounds like it's a little bit quicker, actually. It's so it, much faster. Yeah, like, yeah. So I guess it'd be a really <laughs> long day if you had like a like a sideboard in a Warhammer tournament, and then, I think and, making lists like having an extra list would be easier. Yeah, yeah. So, um, gosh, this is all this is kind of interesting to me. Like I, I don't know, it's just really interesting to me. So, how'd you meet Dom in all this? Oh, yeah, we we kind of like went off on a tangent yeah. there. Um, well. I ended up winning a major Warhammer tournament. So yeah. it's, um, it's because I went and did all those tournaments, I, I was starting to get really good and I knew my rules, I knew my army, and I went and participated in a uh, two-day tournament, a grand tournament is what we call it when it's two days and seven rounds. And yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> and um, It's a lot of mental fatigue. It is. Uh, so I, I played in it and I went 7-0. and And I was the first female to win a grand tournament um, solely on battle. That's the other thing about this tournament is that it was completely only battle. So if no I were- No objectives, just wiping each other out. Well, there was objectives, okay. but um, battle points. So the other thing about tournaments is that they appreciate people playing, doing the hobby. So not everybody is a great general. Maybe they're really good at painting and or maybe they're really good sportsmen like they're not good at painting they're not good at um they're just fun to have they're just fun to have have. hey that happened man there's some people you're just we're just glad you're in the scene yeah exactly (laughs) so god bless you (laughs) bless your heart thanks for thanks for coming here's a medal here's here's a participation trophy we call that best sport (laughs) but anyway some some tournaments um actually quite a bit of them They'll um, <coughs> they'll use all of those different scores to have an overall winner, whereas this tournament it was completely just based off just of fucking each other up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I am I was the first female to win one, and um, so because of that win, it was a huge deal because it was the biggest on um, at the time. It was the I was like 150 players, and it was the biggest um, in America at the time, and so they uh, did an interview with me and they're like all excited and uh that youtube video went um went kind of all over the place because it's females in warhammer is very rare and for someone to win it's even more rare i'll bet and uh so they saw me on the internet (laughs) on youtube and they asked me to come play for croatia and uh, what did they? They asked me to come play for the European Team Championships. So, in, in um, to give some perspective on that, for Warhammer European Team Championships is like the Olympics for us, because every country gets one team of eight players to represent them. And uh, Croatia is a very small European country. That it was their first year they were starting to. Um, oh, so they asked you to like take up the mantle. Yeah, they like asked Croatia. Me, yeah, so they asked me to be a mercenary for them. They invited me over. That's so cool. They contacted me over the internet, and I was really worried that I was like, 
This thing. It was really it just Dom like- being like, I want to bang her. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I, what a fucking pig I am. I'm making that oh sexual. I'm like, you have all these accomplishments, and here I am being a sexual pig. <laughs> fucking invite you to my house to I mean, it was all you. Dom. Like, no. And here we are. <laughs> No, I. It was actually my team captain who who invited me. So like Dom wasn't even a part of it. Okay. I mean, he said, "Why not?" But it was the team captain. Well, fuck it, she's good. She's winning the fucking tournament. So. Yeah, and uh, so I I just took a chance, and I did it. That's cool. That's cool. Did you have fun doing it? Yeah, yeah, I really did. I, I have. I mean, I went to another country before, but it was to do field work. Like I went to Nicaragua and Honduras to do field work. So. That my first that was my first experience ever leaving the country was to do field work in Nicaragua and Honduras <coughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so yeah. it was not anything quite like a bit Europe. different than, than Croatia. Yeah, third world country versus not a third world country, despite what people think yeah. of Croatia. Do people think it's a third world Some country? Some people do. Fuck, we're going in July. You guys are going in July. We're going in July. For, <gasps> we're going in July for the yacht week. So we're gonna spend. Um, it's the Adriatic Sea, right? We're going to spend a week in the Adriatic Sea with like 100 other hooligans on a yacht. Wow. Um, well, they'll be like on different. Everyone will have their own yacht. So it's probably like 10 people to a yacht. So it's probably like a, like 10 other yachts, 15 yachts. And they're wow. kind of all just kind of partying or partying around the Adriatic Sea together. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I get seasick, but I think I'll be all right. I'm willing to, I'm willing to go. Do you know it. where? We're, gonna st- gonna we're flying into Dubrovnik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I think gonna we're going to stay, stay around the the coast a little bit, and then we can kind of like kind of go in port, you know, dock or whatever, and then kind of like okay. hang out. So we should really talk offline about just sort of like what we need to see and stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll invite Dom over and he'll make some Croatian food. Oh, cool! So you guys yeah, can yeah. Maybe if you guys have like feel. a little like Croatian booklet of like what we need. Oh, I do. I have a. I have um, I have a Croatian booklet. Like one of my my sweetheart friends. Uh, when I first went to Croatia, they like sent you a book. They they gave me a book. They n- not the Croatians, but my American friends. One oh, of them was like, so fun. "You're going to be going over here. Here's a Croatian book, so you can learn something." And yeah, yeah. it helped me because his parents don't really speak uh, English. Mm. Yeah, his dad does, but it's very broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz Watermelon. Hello, welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. not even that good. <laughs> Welcome. He's we love you like daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip, right? So we we both recently got married. Yeah. Yeah. Your wedding was beautiful in the Rose Garden. Yeah. Oh, I, that was so gorgeous. Thank you. We. I, that was so gorgeous. That was my favorite part of everything was the, the, the whole ceremony, ceremony in the Rose Garden. Fuck, yeah. it was so pretty. Sure, you know, well, we did it on the beach in San Diego. So yeah. I wasn't saying yeah. that's not what you guys. There, but. No, you guys did it right. That's I love looking at all of your wedding photos. Yeah, it went really nicely. Um, isn't that a trip though? You're like related to each other's family all of a sudden. Yeah, I like. It, I never like, understood that. Like I feel it, bad for Dom because he has my family now. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like I feel bad for Haley because she has my family now. There's <laughs> a bunch of crazy drunk Mexicans like <laughs> giving each other hell. No, like, and her family's like so like just cool and civilized and just like they're they're all so awesome and they're all such sweet people and my and my family is just a fucking mess (laughs) like (laughs) no they're awful mom i love you mom i love you i Um, I love you too family i love you so much but there's that thing though because like actually they're both um like hey you know with my with my mom 
and my dad, you know, they're primary Spanish speakers. And Dom's parents are primary Croatian, Croatian speakers. speakers. So there's kind of like, he's, you know, and like Dom speaks English. Yeah. Yeah. So he's getting more parent out of you than you're getting parent out of him. Yeah. But, right? but it, oh, like, no, his family sends us. Oh my gosh. They're so wonderful. At least that's what's going on they, with, like on my side where it's like, I can kind of like relate to them better because I can speak to them, but she can't necessarily like speak to like, you know, and my aunties are like, she can't even talk to them. She can't, you know, she can't talk to my aunt. They, they, they can't, they can't like talk to each other. Yeah. That's weird, right? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think it'll just take some time, but his family yeah. sends us, they send us care packages. Like I'd say it's not monthly. It's random. Yeah. Sometimes it's a month. Sometimes it's two or three, but they'll send us care packages from Croatia. Is Croatian candy off the hook? Uh, have you, they have kinder eggs. Oh, cool. Like the contraband ones. <laughs> with the stuff inside that's so cool yeah i'll have to bring one over so like so for those who people who don't know what a kinder egg is you'll see them at the stores uh kinder eggs the original ones are not the ones that split in half where you have half toy half um something delicious and candy like uh it's actually an egg a chocolate egg that has something a toy inside and they're illegal in america because <laughs> We, as Americans, are not the smartest and we'll probably eat the plastic thing and choke and die <laughs> because the Europeans can figure it out. I don't know why it's illegal here. They get to have delicious here. Kinder Eggs. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's kind of like um, like Cracker Jack toys. Like they're, That's cool. You have to put them together, stickers, and it's just fun. It's like a little fun like cultural yeah. experience. Yeah. Fuck, you know what? I'm planning it now. Let's have... So we leave July 20th, right? Okay. So sometime between now and July 20th, we'll invite the crew of our friends that are going to Croatia and then you and Dom and whoever else we want to. Let's do like a Croatia-themed house party. Okay. we we'll make whatever the fuck drink they drink in Croatia and just get kind of drunk. Rock, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I would do it. Calling it now. Okay. Calling it now. We'll uh, like that sounds amazing. Croatia-themed yes. house party. Dom will be the guest of honor. We can roll him in on a palanquin. Adidas everywhere. <laughs> adidas stripes is that what they're about <laughs> no <laughs> but if people like i'm just i'm just waiting for it it's gonna happen because you know there's like all these uh youtube videos that make fun of like eastern european um i forget where it, it's it's just like adidas seeing your car oh. <laughs> how to, how yeah, to make it that, very yeah. nice yeah <laughs> oh my goodness oh, hey man. so i wanted to touch base with you on this like you um you seem to have thrived in predominantly male spaces. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Uh, yeah, you're actually completely right. Yeah. Um, I was always a tomboy when I grew up, though. Like, I've always kind of hung out with guys. Um, I I was one of the, the girls that would just run out and want to do sports. And if I wasn't sporting, I was by myself being creative probably yeah. weird because yeah. i was a weird kid <laughs> yeah yeah did you ever feel like any like lack of acceptance like in the jujitsu scene or in the in warhammer scene or anything like that um i think that sometimes i do but then there's some people that is part of both communities um that they wouldn't let that happen like if anything if anybody was um, talking bad about me or mistreating me, that they would like step in and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, she—you can talk what you like, but you know, she's a person, and 
there's uh, just a lot of people that took me like as like under their wing as like part of a family, like maybe a cousin or a sister. Yeah. Not everybody was um, like, I don't know, had ill intent or, you know, saw me as an object. Yeah. So. yeah. Do you feel like there is some of that though? Or? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that that no matter it, what I do, if it's a male dominated thing, there will be some objectification. Like I just accept that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And just I, move on. Just move on. You don't focus on it too much. No, I try not to, because I think actions speak louder than words. And so if, um, people want to try to take me down and see me as an object, then I might just tap you out a whole bunch of times or, yeah. Maybe you'll just see me at the top in the top ten at Warhammer. Like, I just think that we just don't give a fuck. Yeah, just try not to let all that keep you down. Sometimes no. it eats me up, and I get really like feminist about it, and I'm shaking my fist. But all that does is just raise my blood pressure. Like, there's no reason for it. It's not going to really change unless I get more women inside things. So that's my other plan. It's like. If I can't do it alone, I just try not to give any fucks and try to... Recruit more mm. recruit more girls. Yeah. So this is interesting. It's like, well, let me ask you, let, let me ask you the question like this. How different of an experience would you have had in jiu-jitsu if it wasn't for joy? Um, completely. I don't know if I would have stayed yeah. um, at Uriah Faber's. Oh. Uh, I think that because joy was there, I stayed. Um... I think that, uh, isn't it interesting? You can have like one training partner that works for you and you're like, okay, fuck here I am. Yeah. She really just kind of held me together. And there's, when I first was there, I struggled a lot with my identity as like a player. Like we were talking about it, like, you know, like I just, I was trying so hard to prove something to people and to myself. And when I, you were just like trying too hard to be good, good at jujitsu in the first 18 months. Yeah. And like no one could put out that fire. It's just like, well, you just got to give it some time. Yeah. And I just and you got better. To... You got better when you like laid off the gas pedal. And yeah. You took some time to like reflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but during that time of go, 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 like I just wasn't feeling that like acceptance and it was eating me up because I was putting all of my fire. Because into... you weren't like one of the sexy boys. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Uh, I you guess like so. One of the sexy alpha males? Short, short, sexy boys. Yeah, like the back just... dimples. <laughs> <laughs> you remember one of the boys with the back dimples? I had dimples up here, and I was a little too tall. Um, no, but really, I mean, like there was like a like a click that you didn't feel yourself like fitting. Yeah, in with. and but once Joy came along, and we just we became friends. Uh, I really feel like that's one of the reasons why like I really stayed around because I I think I could have left and it wouldn't have made a big difference back then yeah and then since we've been there well since since you've been there what other like women have like like a lot of women have come and gone Mm -hmm. what other women have like stayed as long as you enjoy been doing it i can't Um, think of one no I really, I really can't. So I see a lot of women go like I, I've seen a lot of women go in there and shake their asses in little shorts and fucking like, you know, nab. I feel like there's a lot of women that go through those doors just to like fuck a fighter and leave. We've all seen it. I feel like I've seen it. I think that in the old gym there was a lot more of that. I feel like there's probably still a little bit of that. I'm sorry, ladies. 
you do Sarah you, McMahon not slut shaming. Yeah. No, 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 no slut shaming at all. <laughs> Fuck, if there was a place before I was married, if there was a place where I could go in and like pretend to be interested in cheerleading and like nab a cheerleader and then get, and then get my ass out of there. I think they would have spotted you out. They would have spotted me out, but I'm like, no, if there was an equivalent. A little wolf under equi- those sheepskin. Yeah, they come in like with my little horns. Like, yeah. No, but if there was no, no, like forget slut shaming, I'm just talking basic biology. If there was a, if there was an equivalent place where I could do that, get a workout in and like kind of knock, you don't really get shamed about it there either, you know, and just have, no, a, and then just have a good time acknowledge and get out. it, yeah. Yeah, like, if anything, they celebrate it. <laughs> but, um, no, we haven't, like, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make, we haven't really seen I've seen a lot of women go through those doors. Um, and yeah, no shaming. Good, you know, more power to you. But we've not seen a lot of like, when we say it's like steadily dedicated to the jujitsu as like you enjoy, you know, yeah. have been. So we, like, we also walked through those doors by ourselves. That's yeah. the thing is like, no one came in with us to support us. Like we just walked in and we said, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Is and it, then we did it. Is it necessary that you're supportive counterpart share your gender would you have been able to find someone that like would have gotten you through it that was like a guy also or maybe not yeah. so much i think i probably could have done that yeah yeah i because i i have male friends that um were like they're my best friends i i think like i, I would say out of my top five friends like at least two of them are male like we're really close yeah so i mean personally I think that you can have great relationships, whether in both genders, to me, it never really matters. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I just mean jujitsu specific. Yeah. Like uh, jujitsu specific, because like, the, you know, like yours, like, like, did it, did it matter that your that like one of your best jujitsu friends was a, was a girl and that it was a woman that could like support you in a, in a different way than like, than like if you had a best jujitsu friend that was a guy. You know, it's like, oh, watch out for Tommy over there. He's a tick grabber when he rolls. So I'm like, oh, well, Tommy's never grabbed my tick, you know, or whatever, right? Or like, I mean, like the the, the I, does that matter or not really? I think it made a difference, but I don't think it would really matter. Like if I had a connection with another person no. uh, at the gym, then I, yeah, I would have stayed. But, you know, I find out that um, when I would start making friends and I'd start like trying to hang out as friends, some of them weren't only just there for friends and i was no, you know fuck no 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 so that was the harder part is that you know joy is very straight and um wasn't interested in in, in that at all whereas in jiu-jitsu i found for the men that i tried to kind of because i'm a very sociable person I, I really like having friends and sharing things so it just didn't work out for the men so i yeah, think that's yeah. the reason why i mean I don't, he, <coughs> sorry I have this joke I make is like, you know, I'm not a Republican, but they make lovely brides. Um, you know, Haley's very conservative. She doesn't give me any trouble with that modern woman bullshit. She doesn't hang out with men on her own. I've kind of stopped hanging out with women on my own. Not to say that I'd ever be like, you know, if like, if, like if, if I was ever like in a professional setting and a woman was like, oh, I'd like to pick your brain for lunch or whatever, like whatever, you know what I mean? But socially I'm trying to, you know, and we all kind of hang out in a group setting. We've always all hung out in a group setting. Yeah. But um, I've just personally found, you know, and then like now I get these guys where it's like, oh, like fucking Blake was saying like, oh, I'm hanging out with my buddy. Who's your buddy? Oh, some girl named Sophia. Well, she's not your fucking buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Like, I was just like, come on, like, come on, you know. Could be. Could be. But. Could be, but not as likely. Percentages say yeah. probably not. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, like, you know, this, like, like, just this whole, 
arc of like ignoring just basic biological truths has just like just so pissed you know just so pissed me off like not really pissed i'm not pissed about it but i'm just kind of like are we just gonna you know i don't know like blake was like does joy tap you and i was like fuck blake is that just like your feminism showing like i'm 50 pounds heavier than her and i'm a fucking brown like like what like are you just trying I to outrank her i outweigh her i have the man muscle come yeah, on are you just trying to be a good feminist and like ask me that like what are you like why are you asking me that like really you yeah. think you know or on the complete flip side are you trying to like bring me down what are you trying to say no it's just not even like how like how like i'm so much bigger than her you know and like the same thing where it's like oh yeah we can all like men and women can be friends with no problem you know especially as you get old you know i feel like there's some more like tenderness and like innocence when you're younger but as people get older you know especially towards this age there's a, like everything's just a little bit more higher stakes and it's just like why are you really hanging out like why are you really hanging out across genders you know this is one of the things that's really changed for me as i've gotten married too where it's just like i don't want their you know and i i hate to, to come across as like i'm trying to like segregate audiences or anything like whatever because like because i'm not like i i, I believe if, if anything if anything i feel like I feel like I'm just trying to be a little bit more like respectful of like that relationship that I have with my wife. You know what I mean? Where it's like, why am I acting like I need to go watch a movie with a woman? You know, why am I acting like I need to go like be best friends with with someone of the opposite gender? Does that make sense? Or like, I guess you know, I don't not know. for you. Yeah, not for me. Like, but you've had those experiences over and over where you're like, yeah, oh, I have. But yeah. on the complete flip side, like I have a friend that. Um, not jujitsu, but gaming. Like in gaming and a field jujitsu, they're very similar in the respects that sometimes the interactions that I would have with gamers are the complete same way. Where okay, let's go play Warhammer together. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't play Warhammer. You tried to talk me up. Like that. That's not what this was supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, and I saw straight through your plan. So yeah, gotta go back to the drawing board, man. Uh, but on the complete flip side, I have like friend, like one of my really good friends, uh, he, you know, he's in his forties. So he's, yeah. gosh, I think like at least 15 years older than me. And so he's an older guy hanging out with this. And when I met him, I was like, I think I was 19 or 20. And so he's 15 years older than me. Like we, we would just hang out and talk. Yeah. Like he, yeah. Yeah, he did. When my male friends that I have feel more comfortable talking about personal informations that are emotional that they can't talk about with their other male friends, it's just not something that they're allowed to do. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, so I have this like really good work friend, Adriana. Adriana Serio, if you're out there, I appreciate you. <laughs> but um, I can be catty with her. I can just be catty and nitpicky. <laughs> I can I can just be like a bitch with her, like in a way that I can't be with like men. Yeah. We're just like, oh, do you see her lipstick on her teeth? Oh, do you see Tara's lipstick on her teeth? She looks like a real whore this morning. I know, girlfriend. You know, I was like, I want to say girlfriend. But it's like, I know. She's, you know, like, oh, she's got to do something about her fucking hair too. Like, like I can kind of like, and I like that. I like that. I, I like that <laughs> that vibe because I can, I can like, because it's kind of fun to be a hater. You know, and I can just kind of be like a catty like woman with her, you know, like for like for like 30 minutes of coffee, like once every month or once every other month. Yeah. And, I, and like I, I couldn't really do that with a mirror 
No. Oh, with like, you know what I mean? It's like, I would love to see you guys try, though, because it yeah, would not just, happen. So, I mean, like, no, I definitely, like, appreciate the diversity of, like, like linguistic tones that you can take with people yeah. and, like, the appreciate, you know, like, for sure I appreciate that. For, you know, with, with Adriana, for example, I feel like that's really easily couched, like, in, like, hey, we're work friends, and a lot of that's just kind of, like, just being friendly with people at work, and it's just coffee. I think that's okay, you know, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, my, you know, people made fun of, like, Mike Pence, I think, because he was like, oh, I won't have, like, dinner with a woman, because I'm married, and why would I have dinner with a woman, because I'm married, and people mm. are like, oh, what a medieval piece of shit, I was like, I don't know, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't well, have dinner with a woman, just, I'm fucking married. Well, like, that, that's the other thing, is, like, like, maybe he doesn't want to have dinner with a woman, because he can't hold it together yeah <laughs> he's a dog <laughs> exactly he could be a complete a opposite <laughs> he's like, he's like mm, mm. i'm struggling i'm struggling just to hold it together <laughs> yeah i don't know i you know i, I think all the stuff's kind of interesting to explore um mm-hmm. you know i i swore i was gonna make i was gonna make Haley re-register as a democrat when we got married and truthfully She's just kind of silently more powerful than me. And, like, if anything, her conservative values are rubbing off on me. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. She's a, no, she's, a, she's a force of nature. She's a force of nature. Hey, so you, um, just quickly to wrap this up, you, you faced somebody that you didn't want to face. You were talking about bad matchups earlier in the context of, uh, of Warhammer. Yeah. And in the context of sort of like the, the emotional arc that you went through last weekend, you know, you faced a judo black belt, and that was kind of like, oh, fuck, that's the one girl I didn't want to face, especially not in the opening bracket. And you yeah. kind of rose to the occasion. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to go into prep work. So like yeah. we digress from the very beginning. Uh, yeah. So like prep work for, for me, every competition I do, I research my whole bracket um, to give context to that, women's jiu-jitsu right now, we do not have nearly enough competitors. And because of that, I will only have to research, like, you know, somewhere between eight, you know, five to 12 girls. And um, I'll, I'll do it. 12 girls, I'll take you on. Um, but I look up all their matches, and I look up what, what do they do, what's their game, how long have they been in the game, what competitions have they done, what have they won, I've like for fight to win. I research my opponent all the way to know that she like she's this old. She has this many kids. She lives in this area. I call it research. Okay, it's research purposes. But um, I call it stalking. <laughs> my prey. That's no, okay. Um, but yeah, so I research everybody, and uh, that's how I found out that in my bracket, the two people that I went against were the two people I didn't want to go against at all. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, the first person I went against was a third Don Chudoka, uh black belt, and um, she is older. She's been doing martial arts for like 23 years. So with Worlds, they Worlds, this one that we do is a, there's no master division because they have master worlds, so they don't have master divisions for worlds. Right. So, um, so she was older. She was like in I think masters three, uh, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have the skill to take you down. With yeah, no, nothing yeah. flat. Yeah. Also, it's not like like basketball as a sport. I think is really dependent on those fast twitch muscles, on like like those little muscles in your calves for you to like cut laterally and stuff yeah 
and like those really fine motor muscles i feel like are the ones to go with age but i mean i don't know just because she's a little bit older doesn't mean she can't grab a hold of your fucking neck and throw it like that's that's those that's the stuff that stays yeah that's the stuff that really stays like those those big movements yeah those big movements get better with age like Mm -hmm. those fine movements are the more perishable ones i think like um like shooters talk about how if they haven't shot in three days like they're just off three days really oh they have to shoot they have to shoot like twice a day Wow. And then, like, you know, people that play pool, it's the same thing. So, like, this is my own personal, th- you know, like, you know, theorizing. But I have a theory that, like, the and then guitarists talk about, like, how, again, every day, you know. So I have a theory that, like, the really fine motor skills are the most perishable ones. But the ones that are, like, kind of, like, in your whole body yeah. are, are just kind of there. Like, riding, you know, so they say, like, riding a bike you never forget because it's in your whole fucking body. Mm-hmm. Right? That would make sense. Um, yeah, where it's like, you know, Ronda Rousey's never going to forget how to do an armbar. Like, it's only going to get more dangerous with time. Yeah. Like, you know, like your opponent's, you know, drops Yonagi. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so that was her favorite her favorite throw. So what I found out uh, by researching all of her matches is that she would tend to do that throw. She would find her moment, um, went on her feet, and use it. And, she uh, went for it? She did. Um, but something something about going with her, like, so... I'm going to break down the match real quick. It wasn't too long, so it won't be, like, too long. Um, so when I started going with her, the first 25, 30 seconds with her, I wasn't pushing her. I was just being really calm and just trying to feel her out because I wanted to know, like, someone skilled as her, there's two types. There's either, like, super aggressive or there's um, calm and collected. And okay. she was the more calm and collected type of a player where she's defensive and kind of waiting for her moment. So um, I don't know. Once the ref restarted us because he called us for penalty, he called a penalty on us for stalling. It was really fast. Like you know, it wasn't even thirty seconds in. Normally they do like thirty seconds penalties. Yeah. Um, he was like a sumo ref. He was. He was like a rooster just barking at you. Yeah, it was really fast. I was like, okay. And then if you, if anybody watches it on Flow Grappling, they'll see me like I pull down my uniform. I like get like I sigh. And I'm like frustrated because I'm like no this isn't gonna happen and i just shot out because i was like i can take you on yeah and i uh, ended up opening her lapel and throwing it over her arm okay so and this is why it's important is that when she did her drop Yanagi, my i had the lapel over her arm so when she threw me she i still had a hold and um so got it if got you it, can got see it, yeah. it like as she drops i have the lapel and i'm pulling i'm pulling on the arm and i'm throwing my hips in and i was able to swing around at the back Right. So like I knew that's what something and she was had comment, do. Someone had commented, "It's like why they give why she give you the bat?" Yeah, she didn't. She yeah. not intentionally. You came around. Yeah, because I had the I had the lapel, so it allowed me to stay on her arm. Yeah. And um, I I already knew that she was going to do that throw, just waiting for it. And so you were able to just like time like the perfect reaction. Mm-hmm. So you take her back, and what happened? Um. So once I took her back, I. Uh, I heard her coach say, like, she only has one hook in. She only has one hook. And I remember, like, in my mind going, like, oh, do I now? No, I have two. And I just, like, thrusted my hips into her and took her down. Yeah. It's just something, like, I, I I guess, like, I'm not I'm not very much a, contrary to, like, what you guys see, I'm not very much a violent person, but I really wanted to prove that coach wrong. Like, about, um, oh, you think that, do you, huh? <laughs> and so i uh started going for a lapel choke yeah 
I'm just trying to get um, under to her lapel, but I couldn't get the full lapel. So I just tried to feed it, and she was fighting fingers, pulling my fingers. And uh, I was using head pressure, so I had a lapel, and I was pushing my head against her head to go against uh, for a choke. And okay. I, I guess she tapped. That's how you got it. Yeah. Okay. That okay. and or hip pressure because I flattened her out. Oh, so you're on mounted on the back. Back mount, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. For anyone that hasn't felt that, that's rough. Yeah. You got someone's like pelvis right into one or two discs of your spine. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. That's really, that's really rough. That's really, really rough. And I have to say, it's like, I wouldn't say that is one of my strongest positions. Like, I, I would feel more comfortable having the regular back mount. So I just can't, I don't know, looking at it, like, I don't know if she tapped from pain or from from the choke. Well, hey, she tapped. Yeah. What happened in your other match? Uh, in the in the finals. Yeah. Uh, so the the next woman that I went against, um, she's a pilot. Oh, cool. So yeah, and she's been training for a super super duper long time. What a bunch of bad bitches. Yeah, like, uh, she's and she's an alliance. Um, so she's just been training for I think like at least eight plus years. And uh, she's just really impressive. And so she doesn't get to compete very much. But when she does, she normally would take home the gold or the silver. Okay. Like she was a really good competitor and collected. Um, so going against her, uh, she, her previous matches, she did a lot of just like tug of warring mm-hmm. with the other people that she went against. So against me, like it was very, she like shot right out. She was a very aggressive um, opponent. Okay. And so I just kind of like combated straight back at her. And um, we, I ended up getting her, I ended up throwing her. So I, I got two points. Uh, it was just a, just a simple, simple uh, like hip toss. Uh, like I just... Try, I threw my hips in and tried, extended my leg, tried to take her down, and then it wasn't enough, and I extended a little bit more and popped, and she fell down. Okay. And I got the points, and from there it was advantages. So she, when you when you throw somebody in, in uh, IBJJF and uh, I'm starting to pass her half guard, and I pass, you can go to your knees, and it's only an advantage. Uh, that's It's super annoying. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. so annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like recover that position, you get rewarded for it. Yeah, but you know, passing is three points, and you pass, but then they're just like boop, onto the knees. Yeah, no points for you. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's weird, right? Because what they're, I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird way to think about it. But like, if you've not pinned them down, what's to really? I mean, they can willingly stay and engage with you on the ground, I guess. Yeah. But then they would kind of willingly stay into the, into in that bad position. Yeah. But if they wanted to get up and they can, you know, to their knees, you're kind of off to the races. You have to like wrestle them again. Yeah, yeah, and it's or you can stand back up too. Or you can stand back yeah. up, but it's like either way, it's like the threat's neutralized of you like passing their guard. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of get it, but it's also just like, man, that's a lot of work that you just kind of like wasted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I tried to take her back and it didn't work out. So actually I ended up, um, getting into her guard, uh, or me having her in my guard. And, 
Uh, it's something that I don't do in tournaments. So for those people who don't know, in practice, I, I'm, a, I'm a really good guard player. Like I pride myself in, in my ability of having a good guard and retention and submissions and um, lots of game plans off of it. But in competition, I always tend to do a top player. Like I try to take somebody down, get into side control, neon belly mount. There's more um, points on top. Yeah, and that's there's the reason points why. for passing the guard. There's points for neon belly, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I I do it. But you know, I was just earlier in the podcast we were talking about how you know what you do in practice, you do in competition. But I don't. Yeah. I don't tend to do a lot of top playing. And I also find when I top play, I use a lot more pressure and it's really uncomfortable. And um, not that I want my my partners to, uh, you know, have an easy time, but I, I do want them to not go home broken, which is a mental mindset that changed. When I first started, I didn't care for my partners as much as I said I did. Really? <laughs> if you knew that, if I know, if you know what I mean, like... I would go for the submissions, I would hunt, I would try to tap as many people out as possible, trying to make myself like feel like I should be there, I deserve to be here, you see me as I am, I'm like this. Like proving yourself a little bit yeah. more before you got comfortable. Exactly, and now it's it's different, I don't have to submit, I don't have to do that to feel like I'm somebody. Yeah, I you just, just kind of know that you are. Yeah, I'm just I'm just there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> being your old self yeah cool well i think um, that's that's a good place to leave it huh yeah yeah you stop trying to prove yourself you just kind of quietly gained your confidence yeah yeah all right uh liz um thanks for coming in is there anything is there anything that we didn't cover or anything um i i'm gonna quickly talk really quick about the end of the match sure uh so honestly the rest of this match like it was a mental so that's something yeah. that's completely different than uh, any other competitions I've ever done before is the will to not be taken down by her. So she took me down. She did, but I got up and I defended. So anything she threw at me, I defended, and I just the sure will of not letting my exhaustion, my my mental state waver is what won me that match. Okay. My jiu-jitsu game, I would say my techniques weren't the best. But my mind was like, no, this isn't, she's not going to have the better part of me. Even though, like, I'm really tired and she could have. Any moment that I would have let myself, um, just let myself, like, I Waver could do this. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like, she, you know, I could well, get out of this, but tapping that's season, okay. You can get out of this by tapping it. Yeah. Tapping 100% season, escape yeah. with tapping. Yeah. You know, people say, like, you know, failure is not an option. It's like, wrong. Failure is, in fact, the most readily accessible option. Yeah. <laughs> Failure is the easiest option. Failure yeah. is the, you know, the the most forgiven option because everybody fails. Yeah. It is right there. It's right there. All you have to do is tap and you get out 100% of the time. Yep. You know, but you didn't. No. And I think that's uh, the one thing that um, you can't see in the videos is you'll look at the videos and see the final match and be like, all right, that's all right. But what you guys don't know what's going on is like mentally i'm like just in anguish it yeah and uh in the matches i remember like like not yelling but like using like my animal voice of like when she was doing stuff not to like i was growling at her <laughs> and <laughs> like 
So when she, then the last part of the match, I remember when she pulled guard and she was trying to take me down, like I had half guard. And I looked at the clock, I was like, oh, I have 20 seconds. And I just buried my face into her chest and was just like yelling. Pin her down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just something that's never really happened before in a, like a match where I'm just like, no, this is not going to be how it's going to go. You just had that breakthrough. Yeah. Very cool. Very so. cool. So do you feel like you're, you're like you learned from that? Like you can kind of like take that into the next into the next competition? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that um, being really calm and just just really placid um, and then just kind of pushing myself through things is um, I'll be able to use that in the next matches. Hey, quickly, you know, what? we should we should have touched on that. You have a, you have a you have like a full competition calendar. Oh my goodness! Can you walk us through that real quick? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, no, no, it's my fault. Um, I, I keep getting like there's there's just so much to unpack here. You know, like like I just <laughs> I, I just feel like like you're just such a tremendously interesting person. Like I want to talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But thank so, you. Just going back to the jits. Um, yeah. You're you're and you're getting better at the competition, right? Because you're getting more used to it. You get better at anything as you do it more, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you got fight to win coming up. I do. So uh, June 22nd, uh, here in Sacramento, we uh, have Fight to Win coming back. And a quick shout out to Seth Daniels, like yeah, the number one, Seth. you know, we were talking a little bit about like IBJJF didn't sell out this year. No, it didn't. The way, the, the way that it previously did. Yeah. And I think I have to think a lot about a lot of that. My boy Seth is cutting, is cutting into the revenue model. And you know, and I think that, I think for me, I'm okay with it because... You know, one, it's not good when it's not good when there's like a monopoly on anything. No. And now there's a number of different ways to sort of prove yourself to get that validation that you're looking for for whatever. Yeah. There's a number of different ways to like showcase the art. There's a number of different ways to like um, to stream it on TV. There's a number of different like ways to put it out as a product. And ultimately, it's like more people spending more time on jujitsu. Like it's it's a great thing. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. I'm sure it's a fucking huge pain in the ass for like the IBJJF folks and the Gracies, but I mean this whole like the EBI, like the 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 fight to win, the submission underground, that whole yeah, scene ABC. is like, yeah, for me and like I'm a patriot, I'm a patriot, but for me it's just like yes, like the Americans are coming and putting their fucking stamp on jujitsu, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. So you got fight to win. Oh, sorry, you no, know, it's okay. Like I, no, absolutely. Like I think that he's doing like wonders. Well, yeah. he and the whole team of No Sleep. Yeah. Like I, I can't believe the productions that they take on. Fuck right, they do it every week. Yeah, basically, and yeah. and they all have families too. That's like the hard part is that, you know, it's not a family doing this. It's like people yeah. that yeah, yeah. also have a family life. Like, yeah, yeah. Can't believe. I can believe it because I do all that. I would do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so fight to win on the 22nd. Yeah, so fight to win on the 22nd of June. Um, and then after that, it's uh, American Nationals, um, cool. which is going to be in Las Vegas. Okay. The week after. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay, so you're staying lean this whole time. Uh, so I'm going to lean down for fight to win, and then I'm going to stay lean for the week after, and I'm going to continue trying to stay lean because I want to – I want to stay fit for uh, this match. This uh, this win means that I need to step up my game twenty percent more, hundred percent more. Like I think I just need to put a little bit more in. Very cool. Great. So, what a great note to end on. Liz, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you very much.